today's Pharmaceutical Services podcast, What to Expect, Planning Your First IND. This is a three-part podcast series designed to help product development teams understand what to expect and how to prepare for their first IND. Today, we're talking with Vanessa Phillips, Head of Operations at Waze Pharmaceutical Services, and Michelle McGinnis, Principal at Pharmaceutical Compliance Partners. We're breaking the discussion into three different pieces so we can spend some more time drilling down into specifics. Part one will be budgeting and resources, part two, agency interactions, and part three, submission planning. Welcome to part three of our series. In this session, we're talking about submission planning. So let's start off by talking about the actual IND content plan. Uh, Michelle, can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, thanks Monique. And I'll leave the expertise when it comes to project managing this to Vanessa to talk about in a bit. But I think it's really important that when you're planning for your IND content plan that you're taking into consideration all of the different disciplines and the different talents that you're going to need across the board to be able to pull together your IND. And that includes your subject matter experts across all of the different functional lines. So your clinical people, your non-clinical folks, your chemistry and technical operations team members, as well as folks who have a clear understanding of the administrative information. Those are typically your regulatory folks. Make sure that you've got all of the right team members that you need and that they're aware of what the timelines will be and what information you're needing them to contribute. I find quite often when you pull together folks, a lot of times people think that they're a reviewer only when maybe somebody was expecting them to actually author content. So it's really important as you reach out to all of those different functional areas that you're very clear on what you're expecting from each of them and what their contributions are gonna be back in so that they can adequately prepare themselves, make sure that they are assigning information or requests to the right team members, and that you've got the right people at the right time to be able to perform the tasks that you need. So Vanessa, can you talk about actually managing to that plan and and how you get to actual submission? Sure. Um, So yeah, really just building on what Michelle had said, uh, it's really important to, to have a comprehensive plan and to make sure that everybody is working off of the exact same plan. Um, And your plan at the beginning of this process will most likely not look like the plan at the end. It is important that it is a a really, it's a live living document, uh, will change as things start to develop, as timelines start to change. Um, And the format that we use for a content plan or submission plan, table of contents, you can call it any number of things, um, can be very simple. It could just be a simple Word document, it could be a spreadsheet, uh, or in some cases there are Uh, various regulatory information management systems that can be utilized to serve the same purpose. So it really depends on what works best for you and your team. So uh, really understanding uh, the CTD sections, your plan should really mirror what your submission is going to look like at the end. So you have all the required CTD sections, the different modules, um, and you add entries for every piece that will go into that. So do not simply have a section that says, I will have um, you know, single dose toxicity studies, but how many studies, what are the study numbers, where are they coming from, when will they be available, um, and really outlining all of that, that detail. 
um, content plan should have or most likely will have uh, a number of columns with different dates. So the first draft is due on this date and this is a responsible party. And then these are the people that are um, on board to review that part of the submission. Um, so really it's, it's a tool that can really bring everybody together so that everybody knows what the bigger picture is and what they are, what is expected of them when. So it should also make sure that it outlines, like I mentioned, every single piece that goes into it. Um, Michelle had mentioned in a previous podcast that uh, there are data requirements, uh, especially at the IND phase, that a lot of individuals are not really used to yet what is required, but that is an important piece that, uh, that we identify up front <clears throat> so that you know what to ask for, from your vendors. And then um, ultimately, so the content plan will take you through, I mentioned different iterations, different drafts of documents. It also is very important that it reflects the time at the very end of the submission for a final submission build, uh, final submission review and dispatch. So depending on the size of your submission, that end game could take, it could take a day. It could also take a week. It really depends on what uh, your submission entails. I would also like to add, especially for small companies, if you have executive team members and they are planning to be involved in the review of the content, it's really important that they get engaged at the time that it's going through its first draft review so that they can help set the material content that's going to be presented. One of the areas that I see a lot of small companies end up with a lot of waste and rework is waiting for key individuals, typically CEOs or COOs or chief medical officers, waiting until the very end for them to be able to see the content before it goes out to the agency. And by that point, it's too late. And if they're not aligned with what that material content says early on and haven't been engaged in discussions about how that content was developed and why the information is in there in a certain way or a certain shape or a certain form, it can cause a lot of delays in getting things through to the agency. And causes a lot of frustration and waste and rework on the individuals who spend a lot of time going through the review cycles to get the content together. Yeah, very good point to make sure they're included early. Another stakeholder that you should be thinking about is the, the vendor involved, it, or you could potentially have multiple vendors involved in your IND planning, um, how do you get them into your process and integrate them and make sure that they're coming along with you and your team as you progress? Yep, so it's, it is really important at the onset to understand um, who all of the vendors are that are involved, who, who is responsible for what, and that everybody is aware of these vendors so that um, you're basically creating an extensive team and it's, a, it's an important part of the process. So from the sponsor side, I think it's really critical to have a main point of contact, um, really that everything sort of goes through that way. Um, you know, if different people are asking different people questions, they could, they're going to get many different answers. So this way you have a consistent story, consistent response from a main point of contact. And this is important for things like uh, resolving issues, um, transferring documents. So it really is important to establish a process for that upfront and then everybody knows who to go to for what. So Vanessa, you have probably played that role of sort of the submission liaison or the submission lead for 
you know, countless INDs at this point. Can you talk about what your process is, just keeping everybody focused on the target, focused on the end game, how you sort of bring them together and then how you keep them going um, to meet those goals? Um, I think a really important step is to have an initial kickoff meeting. Uh, you know, depending on the size of the team, it could be a half hour meeting really just to bring everybody together. But if it's a larger team and there are a few different vendors involved and we're not in the middle of a pandemic, we could have um, a face-to-face half-day meeting to really sort of plan everything out. A couple of things that you'd want to talk about during this meeting is really um, outlining the process. What does the submission process look like? So, you know, from the beginning, you know, how many, let's, let's review the content plan. Who's responsible for what? When are things due? How does this feed into your overall submission? And really um, understanding once again, like who is responsible for which section, but then who are is the, the content coming from? Who are the issues going back to? Um, so that everybody knows who to go to for what. Um, a few other things that are important to discuss are any agency commitments. So if you didn't hold a pre-IND meeting or if there have been discussions, uh, but not everybody was involved in those discussions or had access to the meeting minutes, um, it's important that any commitments that came out of that are communicated to everybody so that everyone knows um, what is required for, for the submission. It's also, as we review the, the overall plan, understanding what content might already be ready for submission. So there's some legacy documentation that's probably already available. There's no sense in just holding on to that. Get that ready, uh, provide it to, to the publishing team. Um, the, the submission build can start, start happening then so that you know we'll be able to get, or the publishing team will be able to get a draft submission to people sooner. And once people really start to see what that submission looks like, you know, light bulbs tend to go off. All of a sudden people understand what 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 it is we're really all doing together. So there's really a lot that can go into that kickoff meeting, depending on, um, like I mentioned, how large your team is, who makes up your team, the experience um, level of your team members. Um, so it's really an important an important step, I think, in getting things started. And then another topic that you'll want to discuss then is coming up with a regular cadence for how often we're going to be meeting from this point forward and who's responsible for attending those. So I'm going to ask both of you, if you look back on your experience doing multiple submissions and being involved in multiple submissions in various roles, what are the top considerations that you would suggest people pay attention to as they move forward in their planning for an IND? I think never underestimating the talent requirements that are needed in order to be able to pull this off. So small companies may have the talent internally to be able to understand each of the sub-disciplines and to be able to adequately represent each of those sub-disciplines in a meeting or within the actual content of an IND, but many times they don't. So Establishing an expert network of individuals that they can reach out to, whether it's just to bounce something off of, or it's to be able to help with the authoring and the representation of the facts within either the IND or within the meeting. That's really important. I think it's also important not to underestimate the amount of time that it takes to produce each of the deliverables. It's 
not just about good project management, it's about good authoring capabilities. The individuals who are authoring the content need to understand the content requirements. And it's not easy, even though that there's, an, there's a CTD and an ECTD format, the actual contents that are required to be able to support an IND are buried in a bajillion different guidance documents, both the ICH guidelines, as well as the FDA guidance documents. It's buried in regulation. There's tidbits and little bits and pieces that are buried in different FDA presentations. And based on previous experience, you'll have uh, knowledge of stuff that they wanna see in certain sections, but there is absolutely no master place that you can go to that's going to tell you every bit and piece that you need to have within each of the CTD sections. The CTD provides a framework and it tells you the outline of the content. You're still accountable as individuals for making sure that the appropriate content to support the type of application you're submitting is in that document so that you don't chance uh, getting a refusal to file or ending up with questions coming back from the agency that potentially delays you in some way through the development process. So have a really strong network of individuals that you can rely on, both for the content development, as well as to be able to pull in if and when you do get questions back from the agency, and never underestimate the amount of time it takes to produce each component piece that Vanessa talked about within that content structure. And Make sure that all of your material reviews are done during the first review of the content. It's too late by the time you get to a second review or a third review to be changing horses at that stage in the game. It just creates a lot of waste and rework. Get the material changes in, get people to commit to really doing a hearty review of the first draft of all of the content. And Vanessa, would you like to add to that at all? Sure. I think I think really one of the, the big things to consider is really open lines of communication. Um, we've been involved in a, a number of submissions and the most successful are always the ones where you have an open, open dialogue with team members on both sides, um, making sure that people are uh, in the know of what's coming when. Oftentimes questions we get are, oh no, our timeline's changed. Now the last document's coming a week late what does this do to the submission? So, you know, it's it's a matter of, well, it's there's never an easy answer, right? It's always, it depends. <laughs> Anybody in this line of work knows that. It really, you know, it, it okay, so maybe that document's coming a week late, but what can we pull in sooner? Or um, maybe we, we limit the review time at the end a little bit more. Um, we work together. It's really about um, establishing those relationships open lines of communication and figuring out how to work best with each other because we're all working towards the same goal. Great advice. Absolutely great advice. So if we didn't know it before, today we learned that submission planning is a team sport with a lot of different moving parts. Project management is very important to making sure that the entire team, whether they're internal or external resources, are focused and sort of rowing in the same direction. And if you're able to do that, if you're able to pull all those resources together, you can have a successful IND. Vanessa and Michelle, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with us, not only today, but throughout the entire series. You've given us a lot of practical advice that should come in handy for our listeners. Thank you also to our listeners for joining us today. We hope you found some useful tips that will improve your next IND process. Thanks and have a great day.